that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, the show has begun. It's always weird, man. We try to get this thing going, and you and I get so ready after the game. We're like, what's up? Let's go. And then technology has to happen, so we got to wait a couple minutes. <laughs> Just sit here <laughs> in silence, try not to talk about the game for a couple minutes. That's a little behind the scenes. A little BTS for the fans at least talk. Uh, oh, yes. Sam McKee. Uh, is, congrats to the, the Red Wings. They, mm. they lost every single one of these games for my entire life. It was so funny, man. I, I, you know, I don't really like to criticize other people in media, especially Canadian media, but it was funny listening to their panel go like, what do you think is the reason between the Leafs who are good and the Red Wings who are bad and the Red Wings losing all these games? Like, it's like they were comparing it to the Leafs with the Coyotes thing where it's a horrific team that continuously beats a good team. Being like, some teams just have your number. I was like, yeah. I just think most of the time you should expect a good team to beat a bad team. Sometimes they're going to string yeah. those suckers together. Yeah. I, I also think that it's pretty remarkable that that was their first regulation win against the Leafs since 2017. Yeah. Like I, that is like, that is a long time ago. Like, that is, you know, man. that's a, that's a, I'd say there's definitely some, some luck and voodoo involved in that nine straight wins uh, overall. Like I, I do think, that there is a little bit of luck that goes into that. Yeah, but ultimately, it comes down to one team being very good and one team yeah. being very bad <laughs> and the good team prevailing in the hockey match most yeah. of the time. So I, I don't I think, think I, it's, not exactly, it's not exactly rocket appliances here. It's a pretty pretty easy uh, scenario to figure out. This was this was like a bit of a... I mean, I mean there's a couple of things from this one. I, I think I'm going to start with Samsonov. He kept them in this game, right? Like... The Leafs were absolutely brutal for the first two periods of this game. I was picturing the dads on the dad trip, like a lot of quiet car rides home. After they that look, one, they yeah. look sour. That the first <laughs> flash up to the box they had. Oh, oh yeah. my god! Oh, they're dude. all just like sitting there. They're still hockey dads after all, I, right? Like they're uh, still pissed off that their sons are playing like crap, and they should have been. I think that they were probably pissed off that their sons are playing like crap. And then by the time they're all on beer four together yeah. and they're all in there, <laughs> they're barely know, even 60s. watching the game. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you could see even some of the reactions where they did score goals, like just kind of drunk dads with the drunk dad. move, like, Oh, that move. No, I just, I pictured after the second period, basically all the dads driving them home being like, do you know how much your equipment costs? <laughs> do you know how expensive power skating is my my dad was never the one that uh gave me grief about bad stuff the only time that i remember him really getting mad at me was one time my grandfather came to a game he picked him up from the airport and and i didn't know that he was watching and i broke a stick on the post mm -hmm. and that was a no-no that was a that was a bad moment like looking <laughs> looking in the corner i can still remember it and my dad standing there with my like latvian immigrant grandfather who every penny counts watching me just like <laughs> smash a stick that was a tough one my mom was yeah. more the hard ass in hockey who like was really on me about power skating and all the yeah drills everything like that who, which way which one of your parents was like that they never gave a crap they never they were neither of them were hard on me at all about hockey. passive yeah. yeah, like they're hard on me about school, but not hard on me about hockey. Maybe because yeah. I was somewhat good at hockey and really bad at school. So maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe there's a correlation there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't need to worry about this. Yeah. <laughs> this is fine. Just going to let him roll with this situation. And, and now I'm talking about hockey. So maybe there's something to make some sense. But yeah, yeah I, I, thought just... I thought Samson was pretty good tonight. I, they didn't have a lot of shots. What did they finish with? 20, 
22, 23 shots. I, think he, I don't think he made 20 saves tonight. I just thought the ones that he did make were pretty particularly good. But, yeah, I thought, I thought Huso was the better of the two goalies tonight. I really do. Like, huh. Huso made some really, really good saves when the Leafs were finally getting some momentum. They had a couple really good power plays where they actually had some chances and stuff, and he just stood tall. Like, the puck hit him. They, he was directing it into the other corner. I think he ended with 33 or 34 saves, Huso. He, I, to me, he was the better of the two goalies. Not saying that uh, Samsonov was bad, but I thought Huso was really good in this game. No, well, you can't say Samsonov was bad because I actually thought that through two periods it was going to be his best game of the season. And then mm-hmm. the Leafs just completely put the clamps on and dominated the third period. Like, I, I, I genuinely don't remember a Detroit moment in the third outside of them getting the empty net goals. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's pretty fair. Like, that's what the Leafs can do. Listen, yeah. I'm not... It's impossible to be really critical of a team every night of the season and to this is that was a great save in the slot there from Sansa well, off the block well, he's got a I he's just, got a he's got a really good blocker but like listen this is the ultimate scheduled loss of scheduled loss a second half of a back-to-back with travel with the travel before you play the best team in the league which you're looking ahead to on Saturday night who's your division rival and it's the only game this season that really matters like yeah. it's a it was the ultimate letdown spot even the even like the pee pee butt whack boys, not even like not even putting it on them. It's just this was such an obvious place for them to lose. Like, what were the Red Wings paying tonight? It would have been the easiest bet of all time. I was so mad at myself I didn't make it. So it was funny because there was like a Homer's parlay, Raptors playing the trash Hornets, which I just checked the score before we came on. Is like wraps up by nine. Raps losing? Ah. Oh. Crap. No, I wish. I wish. Yeah. Like, God, it'd be so important for the tank. No, mm-hmm. um, no. Raptors Twitter is celebrating beating the <laughs> worst team in the NBA. Like, th- we're back. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're ten points better than the Charlotte Hornets with nobody on the team. Uh, I, I actually thought that Samsonov was awesome tonight, and I actually, yeah, you're right. I, I can't. I was actually kind of critical of the Leafs for the first two periods. Like, and there is something that I'm – there's a, one thing of, about tonight that I'm really pissed off about that we're going to get to, and you and I disagreed in the text. But the, the play itself, like if this is a team that was doing this routinely where they – like do you remember – you know what I thought of tonight? Sorry, I'm a little off track. I'm getting back on it here. You know what I was thinking of? The Leafs mm-hmm. teams of old when they had bad backup goaltenders, how the second half of a back-to-back was like not only did the Leafs have a bad backup – but they would just dog it in front of them. And they would leave those guys high and dry. Well, and you would be the, the bubble season. That's yes, why they were well, that's why they did weren't gonna make the playoffs because they lost every second half of a back to back. Dude, it was so bad. And then they had to go out and get Jack Campbell. And that kind of shifted things a little bit for a little while. But I'm remembering like some Garrett Spark starts and some McElhaney starts of just the way the Leafs would play Hutchinson. in front of their back. Hutchinson, that they would just go like, hey. That guy, you back there, you let in one bad one, and we're we're gonna let in, we're gonna let every shot go. Cascasuo, yeah, oh Cascasuo, boy, oh boy, he had the worst one, man. He had the Penrod game. That how got deep do you want fired. me to go here? <laughs> Cascasuo had the one with, uh, yeah, I forgot about Enroth. That's actually yeah. a good trivia guy, like of the last couple of years. Um, he's gonna go down like Otto Porter Jr. with the Raptors in terms of guys that you completely forgot about in five years. Uh, I actually like. To me, this was Samsonov's most impressive start. Like, I, I really believe it because the team didn't have it for two periods and he just completely kept them in it. He allowed them to have a chance to steal this game. And you mentioned it, like Detroit only had 20 shots. So I'm sure that this isn't going to bear out analytically over the course of an entire game, whatever. But how many of them were just clean looks? He made, how a many lot times? Of, he, he made probably five or six 10 bell saves tonight. 
dude, he was he was spectacular. He was athletic. He looked confident. He looked big. It was just a really nice game for Samsonov. The only times that Detroit beat him were on goals where it was, oh, okay, well, you have absolutely no shot on this. Like, mm-hmm. there's you, you give up 20 shots, the caliber that Detroit had in that game, you're going to end up giving up a couple. But I, I thought Samsonov kept a minute and that he was the he was the star of the game. Like, no one was better on the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight than he was. No, there was... To be honest, there was no one good on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like I'm trying Can to I think, what, two was good... it was it Bobby McMahon who yeah. uh, had a couple moments and Pontus Holmberg getting into the top six to play alongside uh, Willie Nylander and Michael Bunting? As maybe you can talk about that as a as a highlight of the game. But outside of that, offensively, I can't think of a whole lot of plays that they made. No, they they this was not a strong night offensively. That's why I was a little surprised by your Huso take. I know that he made some saves and that he, you he know, made a lot of played... good saves. No, he did, and he made some good ones at the end of the game. But I never really felt like, I never really felt like the Leafs were overly dangerous tonight. There was one moment where Willie cut into the middle of the ice and uh, almost kind of stuffed one home, where Bunting got eviscerated. Uh, yeah, there like the power plays didn't feel overly threatening tonight. <laughs> Bunting, um, oh my god, no, I'm murdered. Save, save that because I I have that combination for things later in the show, but. Yeah, I didn't feel like the Leafs like got goalied tonight. I thought they started slow, and like I mentioned, that there were probably some upset dads. They ended up getting drunk, and now it'll just be fine, and they'll have a night in Detroit. Weird place to make the dads trip, though. Detroit? Like, no, take them then, somewhere then to go, Yeah, they're going to Boston on a Saturday night. That's yeah. sick. That's exactly like that's that's like tonight's not the highlight of the night. Like today, yeah, I guess I'd, I'd they'll, go they'll travel to, to Boston. To, they'll, they'll travel to Boston tomorrow. They're not yeah. going to go to California with their dads, buddy. You know, yeah, they're going, yeah, are right. you crazy? Well, how about a Florida one? Like, <laughs> OK, can, maybe. Yeah, yeah, the, you're right. The California trip only has one time a year and they got like <laughs> they ain't going out there with their papas. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're going out there to be the papa. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, the Instagram models oh. when the Leafs are in town on the California trip once a year. Uh, yeah, a lot of hearts, a lot of hearts flying around. In the, uh, uh, yeah, so anyway, I don't really have too much to say about the game. I just think it, you're right. You nailed it. It was a scheduled loss. The Leafs were flat. It was an opponent that was so due against them, and they had a couple of nice goals, and then I thought the Leafs rebounded nicely. I, I will say this, is like in terms of positives of the game, I just I have been really enjoying Lilligren's play lately, and I, I just think that he was solid again tonight. And yeah, I just I, I don't know. I just he just does a bunch of a couple of things every game now where I'll notice him, and it's in a good way. Yeah, I think uh, one of the plays that he made tonight, where he swooped into the neutral zone, came around the net, yeah. fired it out to Sandine, and they got an offensive chance off of it. You're right; like he's growing in confidence every game. He's starting to look a lot better. So I I still don't. Like I, I know we, it's not playoff talk, so let's not get into that. I guess right now, but to me, it's no, still, I'm, I'm still, I'm still concerned with them as a pairing in a playoff series against a bigger team. Like I, like uh, I, it's still, it still weighs on my mind. I'm not going to pretend that it's not a thing to me. I'd 100% be shopping Rasmus Sandin, and he mm-hmm. would be a piece that I'm dangling in a lot of trades. Basically, every trade that I would be trying to push for in terms of teams that want roster players, like there's been a lot of talk about the Canucks lately and Horvat, right? Mm-hmm. And that the Canucks want pieces for now. They don't <laughs> want to just like strip it down and completely go nuclear. Oh my which... God. Imagine being a Canucks fan. Dude, and, and imagine doing this in the year where there's like the local kid who is a superstar, bona fide. Like it is an absolute nightmare. Horrifying. Yeah. Like imagine if during the McDavid year, the Leafs were going like, you know what? 
we're thinking about trying to make the, the <laughs> let's, let's be ninth. <laughs> let's, yeah, like, oh, yeah, Canucks fans nightmare zone right now. Like, yeah. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know what the positive story is out of there. But yeah, I just, I, I wrote a little bit about Sandine tonight. Like, he had the goal, obviously, that was a nice shot. But yeah, he's the kind of guy that I'd be putting in a deal, going, hey, what. Uh, what teams are interested in him? You know, like what teams like Sandine, what teams like Engvall, what teams it, like those kind of fringier players that you don't necessarily need to have on the playoff roster or a hundred percent being offered by me. If I'm Kyle Dubas to other organizations, if you can get something quality or if they're valued as commodities, which they should be by other organizations. Uh, I thought like, let's talk about the disallowed goal just quickly well, I, before. Oh, oh, I guess it, it works. It, no, it works perfectly. Cause I wanted to quickly ask you about Bobby McMahon and yeah. Just you talked about commodity. Uh, am I is his stock price too high to buy at a low, or can I can I sneak in when it's still on the lows, or is it is it too high after it's, two games? It's too high. The only the only people that get stock with him are people that had him with the Marlies as a fourth line guy. Because if you talk to people who cover that team, because it's funny, I, I was texting some people asking about Wall, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want to know, hey, what's up with this? And then I was reminded that like Keith Petruzzelli had a real moment with the Marlies this year, and like. Yeah, the, the goaltending thing in terms of having a strong take about Wall, even though he's had the 52 save night the other game, it's still a pretty small sample for a goaltender. And the Marlies have been really, really quality in front mm -hmm. of their goalies this year for the most part. And so it's it's a pretty deceiving thing. Like this is your kind of classic good Marlies team that doesn't have any prospects on it and some older guys, whatever. But the one name, like, like our, our guy Kevin Papetti, he covers a lot of them. He texted me like a couple of weeks ago and being like, there's one guy on the Marlies that I actually like, and it's this guy. And so I remember I was like looking into him a little bit before he came up, and I was like, oh, okay, like seems like an ECHL guy. So I think he gets stuck, like guys like that who are actually watching the Marlies. Mm -hmm. But once he came up to the Leafs, he's just your classic. Every Leaf fan is going to root for this guy. Like he's big. We keep saying it, but skates in straight lines. You know, goes hard to the net. He's kind of fearless in terms of like he. I loved that yesterday. His first shift, he just shoots the puck. Like, mm -hmm. he's like, yep, see it. Let's take a shot. Let's go for it. He made a big play last night to Kerfoot. I thought he was noticeable tonight. Obviously, the first play of the game, it gets disallowed. Mm -hmm. I think it's too late to buy stock on him okay. because it's just. I'm buying at a high. I'm going to lose a lot of money on McMahon. Oh, yeah. You're telling me. You're, it's, it's basically your Connor Timmons stock, which right now. <laughs> it's like I got that pretty early, though, so I'm not taking yeah. too much of an L on that one. No, you're not taking a loss on the Timmons no. stock. The no. Timmons stock was worthless, and now it remains like it's worthless. still up from where it was from <laughs> him being basically like let go by Arizona. But yeah. yeah, he's not what we thought he might be. But the okay, the, the rule is the rule, and the call is correct. And like I was a little sour about it because I just think it's lame, and I wanted to see the kid get a goal. So, of course, Sue Harper wanting the goal to be no, goal. like. Buddy, a, the guy gets called up. He's never been in the NHL. He gets called up. His dad's flying to the game. I know. Gets to the, come on the gets to come on the trip. They're going to no. you know Detroit, playing one of the most classic franchises in the NHL. Uh, His first shift uh, and gets it, and then like I was like, uh, yes, dream. Bobby. I, I was know. so fired up for Bobby. Like I actually did. Like I never do a regular season celebration when I'm sitting on my couch and I yeah. slap my knee. I was like, damn right, Bobby, had a boy, and then it just gets called back. It's brutal, but. I, yeah, that no. might have been my favorite, one of my favorite goals. Oh, I was because so I, I did the same happy. thing. Like, yeah, I was like, way to go, kid. I literally did a way to go, kid tweet. And, like, and I was the, stoked. I did one of those dorky tweets. And the and the the most heartbreaking part about that, and the stupidest part about the rule is, mm -hmm. he was kicking it up, 
to where his stick was. I know. And if and it touches if, the stick, it's fine. It would, like, but like even his, stick, stick. his stick was in the vicinity of where – is this the goal? Here we have it. Perfect. Yeah. If you see where his stick was, if Mata's skate isn't there, he's tapping it home. So that's what's the stupidest part of the rule is that like you can kick it up to your stick, but you yeah. can't kick it towards a guy and then have it go in. Like that's the stupidest part of the rule to me. It doesn't make any sense. If just if this is your rule, just get rid of kicking it. If you, as soon as you kick the puck, whistle blown dead. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. It's very confusing. So uh, I'm sick for the kid. Right call. Horrific rule. Um, he's. I don't. Want, I don't want to say like he's got to play because he's definitely not that. But you know they gave Wayne Simmons a game tonight, and I'm I'm happy that they do that every once in a while. But yeah. You can't be doing that when you have guys like this on the roster anymore. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just that that to me kind of feels done. And Bourne mentioned it yesterday on Leafs Talk that he thinks like the Leafs bottom six actually now has too many of these guys now that they've got like Dryden Hunt and Camp and Bobby and guys like that don't really score. But yeah, I he's he's going to get bumped off the roster as soon as Matthews gets back. Like, that's pretty clear. But I think that he's done enough. You sure? Where he, yeah, what what happens? You think it's going to be Dryden Hunt that goes? I don't know. I, like, I guess it. Well, yeah, because he's got the option, so he just goes back down, or he he's down. Wa- he's waiver exempt, so he probably just goes that's right what, back down. You're mean. right. It, just, it doesn't make any sense. But let's you not know, overdo my, it with him, okay? No, like, I'm rooting for but him too. Like, but no, but I, I, he showed me as much in two games as Dryden Hunt showed me in whatever as many games he's played. Like, I, you know, like what's the? Have you? You know, he's bigger than Dryden Hunt. Skates better than Dryden Hunt. I don't know. Like, if you're just inter, if you're mixing in these random, Dryden Hunt has like an actual NHL track record, and I know sure. that's not everything, but like, yeah, sure. Just, I don't know. Like from what I've seen from the two guys, I don't know their NHL track records. I don't know. I'm obviously no NHL scout, but from what I've watched in the last two games, notice Bobby McMahon and his skating ability, bigger and just look like. I don't, to me, it doesn't matter what these guys do. The bottom six. I, it's just mixing in on the on the fourth line and the third line, whatever. It comes down to the top six, and if they're going to score, that's what the whole season comes down to, obviously. But like, I think Bobby McMahon deserves another game. If I'm going on Saturday night against the Bruins, I would probably play him over Hunt if I had a choice. But this is this is an interesting one where it's like, I do wonder if the Leafs really try to prime up their team for this game against Boston. Like you can't control the way that they play it, but like, I've always been curious how a smart front office, like Kyle Dubas, obviously a guy that believes in sample sizes and not being overly reactionary, right? Like if he was, then they would have made bigger sweeping changes after the playoffs. Right. So he's clearly not putting too much into the Boston game, but I'd love to know how much, you know, he and Keith put into that game. Like from the bottom six standpoint, when they're when they're playing them, like how they match up versus Boston and mm-hmm. whether there's an added consideration of like, hey, you you don't want to play Bobby because you don't think he's going to be at all like he has no shot of being against the Bruins or conversely, you want to see him to see how he plays against a team like Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like 100 percent. I, I, I like they've if I were guessing, I would probably say that they would want to play him to see if he can the way that they really approach a lot of this stuff. Think about what Dubas said after all those guys got hurt on the back end and he had that little media availability and he's like, we want to see what these guys take next steps. Like they are very cognizant of trying to develop guys while winning. Like they do have that part to them. So I think maybe that 
if you, if I had to guess between those two, I would say they'd probably would like to see him against him. But ultimately, I don't I don't think they're really gonna like. I don't think, I don't think Dryden. No, and I don't think Dryden Hunt has like that much, you know, rep like a reputation with the coaching. Like, I I really don't think whoever plays best gets in the lineup. They don't really care. Yeah. I don't think. Other than I, I Zach just, Aston Reese, who just who is ironclad in the lineup, you know, most nights he doesn't come out. So, so it's interesting to me thinking about the bottom six because there's just there's a lot of guys on the bottom six. Mm-hmm that I could see not on the roster come playoff time, whether or not they get put in trades or whether they just get bumped out because of a guy in a trade, right? Like mm-hmm. to me in the bottom six right now, there are only, these are the only locks and I get, maybe I'm being, it's wishful thinking with the Engvall thing for me, but I actually do believe that this front office is kind of wise to him being a regular season player, not a playoff guy. I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, you know, because I feel like I criticize him a lot and people get whatever. Um, I think that the only locks for the playoff roster in terms of the bottom six are Camp and Zach Aston Reese. Right. <laughs> I'm just telling you, I think those are the only two guys that do not go. Cause like I could see trades where Kerfoot goes the other way for money. I could see trades where Engvall gets like, he's an attractive piece to someone and they want to rejigger the bottom six. I don't think that obviously anything like Dryden Hunt or Bobby McMahon, like none of those guys have a shot really to me of, of really making a roster unless it's for like a game, right? They're trying to reshuffle the bottom six for mm-hmm. some kind of physical matchup. But ultimately, like it just it is interesting thinking like none of those guys really feel overly safe moving forward with this team. You know, like I, I think that's totally fair. Yeah. Um, so. Now we get into the thing that really pissed me off and the thing that I actually think matters from this game. Um, The Pontus Holmberg play. So let's roll it, Dave. Pontus Holmberg goes into the boards hard. Like, really, really, really hard. He's flying in there. He's going a million miles per hour. And I I don't remember who the defenseman is. The defenseman doesn't do anything wrong. Like, I I don't think that this is like a dirty play or anything, right? Like, I think that... God, he hit the boards hard. Dude, he hit it so hard. It made an extremely loud noise. And you could tell that Pontus was, like, pretty shook up by it. And and I know, like, people got really pissed at Mike Rupp this year, right? Because he had the Matthews take of, like, Matthews getting it in with... Getting into it with Konechny. And that... He was laughing and didn't respond. I, I don't feel like this is that. I actually think it's important. This guy made such a crazy loud sound going into the boards. And the play stops. And, like, where is teammates? Like, where are the Leafs? Nobody's skating to him to make sure he's okay. Well, he and was when up he gets right up, away. Dude, and then when, exactly. And then when he gets up, Pontus is scared and he's pissed. And he goes to the wards, the Detroit player that knocked him over. And he's mad, and he kind of gives him like a bit of a shove, and he tries to get in with it. Guess what? No support from his teammates. Again, and I will just always believe in this stuff, man. I will just always, always, always believe because I know it applies to every single walk of life. Something happens to you. You have a scary moment. You want to have people have your back. Something consequential happens to you. You want to feel like people have your Look at the Leafs. Like, look at the Leafs on this play. No one even comes close. And I don't care that it wasn't a dirty play. How many times in the NHL are there dirty or, like, clean hits where a guy gets laid out, where a guy hits the boards way, like, less, like, not nearly as dangerously as Pontus hits it there. And, buddy, you also know that, like, 
you, nobody has a good angle on that, like with the rest of the Leafs players, where they don't know if that got a little extra shove. They got to assume that their guy got drilled, that their guy got hurt, and just go in there and grab a body. I don't need this team to fake tough in terms of like throw up, have a fight. I don't need Wayne Simmons afterwards to have some kind of a, like a fake fight. That's not mm. what I'm calling for here. What I'm calling for here is go make sure your teammate's alive and that he's okay and that he's able to get to the bench and maybe just grab 96, somebody, and give him a little bit of the rough stuff. And it was the same thing with Bunting later in the game or earlier in the game too, where like he's in front of the net on a play and Bunting gets completely cleaned out and there's three Red Wings in front. They, it's, it's like five different penalties. The refs completely miss it. And what happens? Bunting screaming at the refs in his classic way where he eats it and he gets up and he's tough and good on Pontus and good on Bunting for both of them getting up. But both of them have to handle their own business because nobody else gets in there and says a peep. Nobody gets in there and gives a little lumber to someone. Nobody says a mean word. No one grabs a body. Like, it's just, I'm sorry, but it's pathetic, dude. Like, it's really, oh really God. pathetic. Look at him. He gets murdered. And what's happening here? Look at this. His teammates are literally just standing and watching, man. Like, I'm sorry, but dude, it's it's pathetic. It's really pathetic the way that this team just does not stick up for one another like this. Night in, night out. And I'm telling you, like, it just, that that stuff to me matters. And, and I really do believe that, it, whatever, I don't care. Um, I think that the intangible stuff matters in this sport. I always will believe that it does. And I've seen it matter a million different times. And that is the kind of shit that scares me with this group is like, they, they can have moments like that where they're kind of like, eh, you know, what, whatever. What, what are we supposed to do? And that's it. Hmm, lame. Okay. Uh, I'll, give you the, I'll give you the bunting one. Like, I think maybe someone should have come in and said something there. But, like, Pontus wiped out. He blew his shoe. And it's like it, was, it happened. It was bang, bang. He gets up. He says something to the guy, and then it's over. Like, it was just he got a penalty. He went off the ice. It was over. The Pontus one is an insane take. Like, I'm sorry. That is insane. He wiped out. He was going full speed. He blew his shoe. He wiped out to the board. So the guy, How do you know so, that? Because that's what it looked like in real time, and that's what happened. And you don't it think that so a guy could have put his hands on his back and pushed him into the boards while he's in like a he, vulnerable position? Sure, but it didn't look like that in real time, and they're out there. They're playing the game. Like I, I just don't think – and listen, you're right about them not sticking up, but it's never – there's no point. It's like guys whining about the refs all night every night. There's no point in whining about it because it's literally never going to change. And it's always been the same but way. It should change. It should change. And but it's and not like, going to. Is... So then trade the trade the top four guys no, because none of them because none of them have a mean bone in their body. And it's from the top down. You want like you look at Tampa, Kucherov, dickhead, Braden Point, nasty, Kalorn, Burr under his saddle, you know, Sergachev, Greasy, every mm -hmm. all their star guys. Headman, below, mean. They're just, the, it starts with the four guys and not one of them has a mean bone in their body and it goes from them down and that's what it is. This, if you want to, like, it's, you know, it's like whining about the sky being blue. It's not going to change. You can trade for whoever you want to do. They traded for Nick Foligno and he barely fake did it. anything. But fake they're never going to fake. Okay. Fake it. Fake well, okay, fake it. Go sure. grab somebody. Just yeah, show but they're never going to. So bit. there's no point in whining about it. No, I'll like, always whine about, about it. it. Yeah. I'll always bitch about it. Like, okay. oh, well, ultimately, like nothing we do has any consequence on the team. No, so like we like, shouldn't even bother doing anything. Cause like there's that like, well, no, but like this is, but this has been a thing with this group forever. We mm. talk about it all the time. I talked, buddy, I do a show with Kipper. Like it's been his number one thing forever, but it's just, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm a caveman type. I don't think that I like. strikes on a pussycat, pal. Like yeah, it's just. I, 
<laughs> called a tiger. <laughs> well, I, I think that I've been pretty accepting of who these guys are. And I don't ever like, I'm a guy who likes fights. I like toughness. I like bottom six with identity. Like there are a lot of different things that I would say I'm pretty calm about most of the time. Like I don't want the manufactured fights anymore. I don't want dangerous hits. I don't want dangerous plays. Like I think that I've evolved quite a bit as a hockey fan from like the stuff that we grew up with. But I, I just think that when your teammate, when your teammate goes hard like that into the boards, you, you skate in, like you go and you make sure. And if he for sure, if up, he's if he's still lying there, yeah. And like no, but if two he seconds up, later, he popped up in a millisecond. If he gets up and he skates towards the guy on that play, yeah. And he's Willie pissed, Nylander's gonna fly in there with his gloves off and do something. I, like, what do you? I, what do I you want? I don't. But no, it's just never gonna happen. It's but just I told never. You, I don't want to fight. I just want a guy to go in and grab somebody. But I he's want never a gonna teammate do of it. his to stand beside him and go, "Are you all right?" And skate with him to the bench. Like, I just think that those little things matter. Pick your teammate up. Like. In basketball, you get a guy knocked down, and what do you do? The teammates go over and pick him up off the floor. Like, I, I just yeah, don't know why you wouldn't. Usually, want to when do he's that. when he's still lying on the floor, they do that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's a but he soft got up immediately. Sport. That's a soft sport where it's like you check in on a guy who didn't even get hurt, who just went to the ground a little bit. Like this guy went into the boards a million miles per hour. Nobody cares. Nobody checks in. And I think that they're kind of like you, where they're like, oh, he just tripped. Like, it's, he it's did. all his fault. Let's get to the bench. Like, let's get he to blew the bench. It. He, he wiped out and he got yeah. right up. And then he said he one, and then up. he said one word to him and they called a penalty on it because, yeah. because they hadn't called one on the spear to the throat. So they had to make a makeup they, call. So the refs call a penalty. They're sticking up for the player. The Leafs don't stick up. For and their perfect. Guy. Pontus skates over to the guys and he says something. And then Pontus was pissed off the rest of the game. Eh? He was actually throwing his body yeah. around more than he had before. So it's nice. Maybe he went a little wake up call. Maybe a little more I, physical now. He, I think he thought something was wrong with the play, and that's why he got up and said something. I think he felt as though the defenseman put a hand on his hip and guided him into the boards in a dangerous way. I don't think obviously, it was as cut and dry as you where it's like he blew a shoe. I think that it was not necessarily like a dirty play. I didn't really see anything overly wrong with it, but I'm sorry. I, I never want to see a guy go in hard like that and then have a team respond the way that the Leafs did. I was disgusted by it. I hate it, and you're right. There's nothing I can say about changing it, but it bothers me down to my core. Of all, I, of all the moments with this team. Yeah, I'm telling get, you, man. To, it so, bothered me. For all the hills to die on with this Leafs team being soft, this is a remarkable one. <laughs> like, I, honest, I'm telling you. Only you could cook up this anger for this pointless play in a game where he wipes out. I'm not the only one, man. And says, I'm and not says, the only one. Oh, you're not the only one. Okay. Well, I mean, I've, I've according to game, sources, <laughs> I've watched the game my entire life and I've never, I don't, I don't see any teams that have ever done that before. Like, I don't think that there's another team in hockey that responds that way on that play. I think Probably. that's a least unique thing. Sure. Like, I think that's them. Oh, maybe like the Anaheim Ducks or like a team that's not playing for anything and like, who cares? But for a team that's in it, a team that's trying to change and be like a little bit more intense and engaged, like, nah, yeah. pathetic, lame. I hated it. And I'm sorry, I don't think it's manufactured. I think you go in, you check on guys who go in that hard. One man's opinion. Uh, anything else from this game? Nothing. Nothing else. Nothing. On to Boston, baby. Yeah, big game Saturday. So we're not live Saturday night, but we'll try to get it up as soon as possible. Um, I know I get the messages from people every time. I appreciate it. You can always shoot us a message at JD Bunkus, at Sam A. McKee, Twitter and on Instagram. And again, I noticed a bunch of like nice new reviews on Spotify and on iTunes. Oh, yeah? Nice. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so we appreciate that. That's always really nice. Um, it, again, it really does help with the algorithm of the show. Same with the likes on YouTube. And same with sharing the podcast. Like, hit a retweet, hit a like, engage with it, whatever. You see the content, you like it, share it. It really does help us out. 
Uh, we'll be back Saturday night after. Well, oh, by the way, by the way, season. Bruins lost in regulation tonight. Three zip to the squids. The Leafs didn't pick up squids a point. Are, squids are red hot. Squids are a wagoon. They do not lose now. They just beat everybody. They beat the Leafs in regulation on home ice. They beat the Bruins in TD Garden. <laughs> like, no, man. Hockey's fine. Break up the just, squids. <laughs> no, it, yes, ho- hockey's in a fine state. The Seattle team, after they changed all the rules to make sure that nobody got the advantages that Vegas got. And now they're a just year sick. later, they're just a wagon based on like who they have. How many guys? Four, they lines of, four lines of decent guys. Their leading <laughs> scorer is Andre Burakovsky with 35 points. There you go. Uh, Hockey. Raptors. How long before the Raptors had a winning season in the NBA? I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. How, I would how say, I would Raptors? say at least, oh, I would say like six years, five years, probably. Yeah. It was, it was I have no pretty, idea. That's a good question. It was actually pretty quick that like, cause they got Vince, but like, yeah, I think 2001 is their playoffs. Their so maybe 2000 was their first playoffs. So not that long. Yeah. So it's like five years, four years. Uh, yep. But yeah, they, I just give, give me a little, give me a couple years of suffering, you know, with a team that's just brand new expansion. I I don't know. I don't love. I don't love it. Anyway, too too flat, too flat of a league. Uh, all right, yeah. Saturday night game of the season is it game of the season? You saying it right now? Lock game of the season. Stone cold lock. I said to Bourne, I need it to be a good game, man. There's been too many mediocre teams, like bad games. Leafs playing a bad opponent, like really need this to be uh, like really need this one to deliver in the middle of the oh, head coach of the Bruins on the Kipper and Bourne tomorrow, Jim Montgomery. Oh, dude, he's a really good guest. That's and nice. uh, and Shane Wright tomorrow, too. So that should be a thrilling interview as well. Shane Wright and Jim Montgomery. Yeah. You produce that show. That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. That's not uh, bad. Blind neural, squirrel finds a nut once in a that's while. That's pretty pal. good, buddy. That's not. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty decent. Those are like Jim Montgomery is a really good guest, really good talker. Yeah. And yeah. I can't wait to hear him gush about Bergeron more and make me like Bergeron. It's the worst. It's like a guy on a team that I've hated the entire time. A guy that's given me like many heartbreaking memories, and all I think of when I see him is pure I respect. Love you. Yeah. Pure respect. <laughs> <laughs> like, He's a dream killer and I love him. I, I hate it. I know. It. And it's just like, like I, I, I wish him I don't all even hate, I, And like, I don't even hate Marshawn at all. Like, I love Marshawn too. Like, uh, when he's not playing the Leafs, I love him. As soon as he put, goes against the Leafs, I'm like, I can't stand you. He puts on the red and white. I'm like, this yeah. guy's my favorite player in the history of the world. Yeah, it's true. Now that they don't have Chara, because like, I really did hate Chara. I sports oh, hated yeah. Chara deeply. Number like, one. Yeah, I hate really sports hated Chara. Yeah. Uh, and... Yeah, now that he's off that team, like my sports hate for the Bruins just isn't high enough. So maybe somebody do something dirty in that game, you know, like get it oh, going. Crap. This is the last thing I want to say to you. Oh, okay. isn't it weird that Matthews has been out for two games and everyone's kind of like, who cares? It's just like it's load management. Like it's he's fine. Like huh. if he misses this next game, will you? That's all I wanted to ask you. If he misses the Bruins game, are you actually going to be like, oh, because I will be. If he misses the next one, then it changes the take. But I feel like right now it's basically, hey, this is load management. They don't care. It's nothing. If he misses Saturday, I am going from couldn't care less to yep. extremely concerned. Yeah, that's <laughs> How's that? Is that yep. fair? Yep, that's fair. That's fair. God. All right. Oh, quickly. We take that guy for granted. Oh, my God. Like, watching two, we're both like, oh, this guy can't score. He's having a down year. Two games without him, like, oh, my God. Give him the max immediately. <laughs> I can't live in a world without him. Yeah. Well, he's, I, I, I think he should be in the running for the Selkie this year. So it's not oh, like yeah. I think he's having 
that much of a down year. But yeah, the scoring the scoring thing is a little bit strange. Uh, all right, that was Leafstock, Sam McKee, JD Bunkus. We'll see you Saturday night. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.